Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Down the blind, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Onto the Rugby League World Cup, right? Let's get the disclaimer out of the way, boys. Yes, we know that the people that they were playing aren't the highest quality. We understand that. That's why we're going to not even we're not even going to analyse the games. We're just going to stop the podcast right now because <laughs> every every person every person that's going to say, "Oh yeah," but they were playing Scotland. So you're right. That's it's actually <laughs> you know being higher. We're all high up in the media. I mean, high up in the media. There's actually been a memo set out saying, guys, because they played. <laughs> shit team well no not shit teams apologies teams that aren't of the highest quality we're not going to analyze the game for a week so thanks for listening guys we'll see you next week. <laughs> yeah, go on. um no all jokes aside guys we understand that the, the standard wasn't good also i, I just want to give a, a a massive shout out to these lower tier nations that aren't full-time players and they don't have the resources that australia have obviously it's an australian league that's big but you know all these lower tier nations some of the efforts by some of these players when they're like 30 down, 40 down, 50 down, are honestly nothing short of inspirational. Seriously, and that, I'm not being hyperbolic. Like a specific one, Samoa, I think they might have been up seriously by 60 points. I'm like literally by 60 points. And there was a tackle by Johnny Mitsias, his name was John, Johnny Mitsias. Yes, Johnny Mitsias yeah. on Matt Fagai. Fainai. Um, was was like as courageous as any tackle you'll ever see. It's not hyperbolic. Go and watch it. Matter of fact, you could argue it's more courageous because this bloke hadn't like why? What's the point? You're down by sixty. You can't win it. But the point is, you're there for your mates and you've got a job to do. It's just in, this guy's not even a full time player. He's just there having a good time, representing his country. So Greek fans, I'm you know. That's something to be proud of. You know, they know it's to be proud of, but that's inspirational. Like, that really is inspirational. Um, there's, there was plenty other moments in other games uh, where I saw the lower tier nations. And this is not lip service, guys. It really isn't. Like, I, if I thought they all just went to water and didn't have a crack, I w- I'd just be like, you know, a, a 
you know, I've been a professional athlete. I'm not going to be, give someone lip service because they've got on a field. Who gives a shit about that? You're there to get the job done. Um, and you don't go to water. Anyway, there were plenty of other times. Tonga versus Wales for them to only lose 32-6. Yeah, Tonga didn't play that well. But we're talking about Tonga here. Absolute beasts of a team. And Wales scored the, scored the first try. Scored the first try by a big shot on Talakai from, the, uh, from a guy that a year ago hadn't played rugby league before. Now, now think about what I just said there. Talakai, the guy that had one of the best halves of footy we've ever seen from a centre, got hit so hard that he dropped the ball that he was trying to about to pass. And the guy that did it, I'm pretty sure, Elliot Keir, maybe? Oh, no. No, sorry, Kyle Evans. Yeah, Kyle Evans. He only was. started playing rugby. Yeah, Kyle Evans. He only started playing rugby a year ago. So there's plenty of these other – you could go through every game and you could find these these moments where you go, you know what, like, yeah, okay, rugby league is about winning, but it's also about that. It's yeah. those little moments where you go, the the underdog. I mean, that's why Australia, in my opinion, loves rugby league so much because it's about the underdog. It's about the fucking guy with the grit that's willing to go that extra mile for his mates beside him and for the jerseys he's representing. Um, so I just wanted to give a shout-out to the lower-tier nations. Like, you know, everyone's talking, oh, it's a blowout, and this is this, that, and that. I, I think let's appreciate these guys. We're talking – I can't express to you enough, guys. These athletes are finely tuned within an inch of their life, these these. Uh, first graders and I don't think unless you've ever like um, just say a normal person even a normal person that goes to the gym just goes to the gym and and he's relatively fit if you just sent him in to feel the power of these guys you would go oh my these you'd almost think they were unhuman inhuman that's how finely tuned these athletes are Um, if you put it this way this is these guys if you're under six foot as a NRL player you are small you are small. Anything under 90 kilos is tiny these days. Um, and the game hasn't gotten slower. It's gotten faster. So I just want to give you a quick shout-out. Any just quick thoughts on that, boys, before we get to the results and all that? Yeah, there was also uh, Jamaica. They scored their first ever try in a Rugby League World Cup, which was unreal in the moment we all talked about. Like, for those that are up at 5.30 a.m. watching that game, Jamaica kicked off. They won the ball back off the kickoff, and they forced a repeat set. Unbelievable against the New Zealand Kiwis. For Jamaica to do that, I thought that was unreal. And, of course, as soon as New Zealand got the ball, the points started to come on. But I thought that first set was fantastic. To to force a repeat set against the Kiwis when you kick off on the first set, I thought that was incredible and great to see. And then you had the try they scored. I think it was Ben Jones Bishop. Mm. I think it's actually his 300th first-class game. And for him to score the first ever try for Jamaica, uh, unreal. Great stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Timmy, anything that you saw that you were like, like, how good? The the World Cup's full of them. And these, like, Australia are playing a Scotland or one of these one, one-sided games. You know it's going to be a blowout, but that's not the point of it. Like, it's the point that you're getting these minnow rugby league nations and they're on the world stage and they're getting these opportunities. And, and the Ben Jones-Bishop one was on. I was actually going to allude to uh, Guru. I've seen a fair bit of Jones-Bishop play during his time at Wakefield and followed... Um, that he's been all over the shop, James. He's a bit of a journeyman, but really, really good footballer. Uh, reportedly, one of the nicest blokes on the planet. And then he scores. Was it Jamaica's first ever try? They, yep. Their first points in round one. Their first try in round two. And to see the whole team just go absolutely nuts. I'm like, yeah, sweet, they got belted, but that's like that is such a beautiful moment we got out of that game of football. And don't worry about the result. We get moments like this. Enjoy them. Yeah, I agree. And you know what I, I respect more is is not the man that gets 
you know, what I don't respect more is not the man that gets beaten by absolutely towed up. I respect the man less that doesn't even try. It, it takes courage to step on that field and go, you know what? We have no chance, but we're going to have a fucking crack. I got, got another one for Sorry, Kempi, keep going. Yeah, no, nah, I was just going to say, like, whereas the guy that's like, oh, yeah, we're just going to get smashed anyway. What's the even point of this? You, you're, you, are, you are not the man in the arena, and you never will be, unfortunately. Mm. But my one of my absolute favourites, and I've got notes from all through the week of, of games of footy and that, and this one was from a while ago now, but uh, probably my new favourite player in world footy, the big boy from Wales, Anthony Walker, yes. the big bopper. Yes. Now, just a few, a few not, notes that I jotted down. A true rugby league journeyman. He scored on his international debut in the 2013 World Cup. He was born with a potentially fatal brain condition, which was then diagnosed days before the 2017 World Cup. He retired for three years, was given the all-clear to return in April 2020. That brain condition affects one in 250,000 people. The first person he called after he came out of that meeting with his doctor was the Welsh coach John Keir, who's currently the Welsh coach, to apologise that he couldn't play for his country in the tournament. And then to see him absolutely steaming onto it on the weekend was just like... That is why we love the Rugby League World Cup and Rugby League. What a champion. That's unreal. Oh, that is that is fucking music to my ears. As I said, Rugby League's about the battle of baby, and that represents that that truly represents what rugby league's about. And I love like he's a big fella, but he's late footwork at the line. Oh. What a great story. Hey, Campy, Absolutely incredible. Campy, here's his here's his uh, resume. 2013-14, signed with St. Helens. Obviously, over in the UK, they have these loan deals like we saw saw with Harry Grant between the Tigers and Storm. 2013, was loaned to Whitehaven. 2014, loaned to Rockdale Hornets. Same season, loaned to Whitehaven. 2014, also loaned again to the Rockdale Hornets. 2014 to 17, signed with Wakefield Trinity, played 17 games. In that period, 2016, loaned to Whitehaven. 2017, loaned to the Dewsbury Rams. 2017, loaned back to the Rockdale Hornets. 2021-22, Bradford Bulls. 2023, he signed on with the Witness Vikings. <laughs> the man. <laughs> Mate, the battler. How good is that? Yeah. I mean, that's, a, that is, like, that's the heart of rugby league. These blokes just <laughs> love it. They love it. Well, that's incredible. What a story. What a fucking story. Um, now, let's get into the games. Australia versus Scotland. 84-0. Uh Look, I, I feel a bit sorry for DCE because he, not only did he play a tougher opponent, but also it was the first week they were together. And Australia didn't play poorly at all by any means, but only naturally are they going to be less cohesive. But in saying that, this is Nathan Cleary's team, in my opinion. This really is. And it's no dis- like, there's no disrespect for DCE. I, I, I honestly, I think he's incredible, but this is Nathan Cleary's team. The feel, the vibe, everything. And I know it was against lesser opponent, but just looking at the way they played, looking at the ruthlessness, looking at the connectivity that they had, uh, this is this is Nathan Cleary's team. That's just, in my opinion, it's just that. Um, it's it's his time. Nathan Cleary, we are heading into, uh, you know, basically the start of a similar-ish Joey Johns career. Obviously, I'm not saying he will be Joey Johns, but, I mean, when you look at his stats, they start to line up pretty scary. And, Guru, I'll give you the honour, mate, because I know you you put up the post of the, the incredible stat. I won't rob you of that glorious moment you're about to have. Don't don't get too aroused, but tell me the stat that you have on this. 
I would love to claim it, but I think it was roasty, to be fair. So I'll let him have oh, his flowers there. I think it was roasty. We do look right. alike, so wait, fair wait, play. Wait. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait. Well, roasty, this is all you, baby. So sit back, <laughs> enjoy it. It's a great start. And I tell you what, when I come scrolling through my feed, whew, didn't feel any better in my whole life. Yeah, I think it's, what was it, on debut, the most points for the Kangaroos, and Joey held the record with 30, and Nath had 28. And uh, you got to remember, too, in the opening minute, he got denied a try, which I thought was 50-50, to be honest with you. And then Cam Munster, he threw a pass to him that was called forward. So Nath could have smashed it out of the park, realistically, and he did hit a few goals pretty poorly, mm. which is very un-Nath as well. So, mate, I must consider him unlucky not to have got that record. And, and also, people are going, I know, that, I know there's people listening, they're going, oh, that was probably against New Zealand or something. It was against South Africa, Joey. And so, South Africa, Scotland, I would probably say Scotland's a better footy side than South Africa. Um, so, all I'm saying is, just hold your horses. I'm not saying he's Joey Johns. But it is, it is becoming undeniable that what this guy is achieving at his age, he's achieving the same as the greats. And it's just that simple. It's just that simple. I can already read the comments, Kempi. I can see them. They're coming in. They're flying. I know they're flying in. I get it. I, and look, I'm not. I'm not happy. I'd be devastated if he has the rest. If the rest of his career he doesn't live up to the greats, then he's not a great. That, that's it's that simple. And he still needs, in my opinion, to have an Origin series where he is the man that dominates, kind of like a, a month situation. Um, but it's un, it's undeniable. You, you, it, there's no legitimate argument in my, my mind that you can't say from him being 18 to 24, that he is not at least close to or in par with some of the best the game has ever seen. Timmy, am I getting ahead of myself or what? No, nah, mate. You, you know that I'm firmly in the Cleary camp on this one. And uh, at the same time, you know, Daly Trevant, if he's there, probably does a, a similar sort of performance and probably racks up five or six tries. But at the same time, look, yes, Cleary came in and probably should have did um, perform like he did. But he did. Like, like what more has he got to do? He, he couldn't have done any more in the game. He was absolutely perfect in everything he did. He racked up, what was it, 28 points or something. It's like, it, it's such an absurd amount of points and it's soft drop position. Oh, of course he came in and did that, but he's still got to do it. Don't, like, I don't yeah, know what like, to say. That's the thing. Like, so much can go wrong. Like, it was 84 nil. Like, for example, let's say they, let's say, um, it's my internet going here. Sorry, guys, just... Uh, so let's they completed at 84%. You're going out to play uh, Scotland. We've all been guilty of it. You roll out, you go, boys, honestly, we could seriously drop the ball every time we get it in the first half. Matter of fact, the first 60 minutes, and we'd still win the game. Matter, we, matter of fact, we could do it probably for 70 minutes and just defend our asses off and still win the game. So it, it's he didn't just do it. He did it to the exact degree in which he would do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not just yeah. like, oh, yeah, he went out and played solidly. It's like, no, no, he truly showed everything had the difference in in scale. It was a record, essentially a record margin of beating someone. And as I said, I feel a bit sorry for DC because he was not intentionally, but it was, it's a tougher gig. You, you get the first game and then the bloke gets the second game against a lesser opponent. It's almost like, well, I can't win. Like, I, how do I win? Now, I do think, I do think that they'll go DC Munster this next game. Um or potentially even DC Cleary, but I think probably DC Munster. I personally, like just to give DC a fair, fair crack at it, which I respect that. You have to respect the veterans that have been there and done it, and he had an incredible Origin series. But me personally, I, if, um, if my goal is to win the World Cup, 
we know DC can win the World Cup. You know, if, if someone gets injured, we know that. He, it's, it's, it's simple. But if I'm, if I'm wanting to increase my likelihood by the most amount, I'm putting Cleary and Munster together as much as possible yep. heading into the World Cup final. Yep. What do you guys think? Yeah, it, it is unfortunate for Ches how it has sort of played out, though, that as soon as your Cooper Cronks and everyone retires, COVID hits and we don't play international footy for three yeah. years. In that time, Cleary becomes the guy. So I do feel like I'm picking Cleary every day of the week that finishes him why. There's no doubt about that. But I do feel a little bit sorry for Ches that he did spend so much time being a 14 and not being in the team at all. Then eventually his time comes and, you know, obviously there's much worse things that have happened in the world, don't get me wrong. But it is unfortunate timing for him that now the reality is it's Cleary's time. And, mate, I, I, I think Ches, he'll be disappointed. But I think you'll understand that. Yeah, uh, he's the ultimate professional. I, I, I do feel sorry for him because you're right. If the, everything had gone smoothly, last few, smoothly the last few years, DC would have had a, a, a run of the Australian jersey and, and showing what he can do in the Australian jersey. So, uh, no, I mean, look, who knows? Maybe he fights his way on the side. It's, it seems like Mal Meninga is holding his cards close to his chest. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. There, there just seemed to be a vibe of like, because the interesting thing is, because I see that I was going, okay, who who is really in DCE's generation now in that Australian side? I, I'm trying to think, like even RCG is is a bit younger. Like that, there's not really guys that that came through with with him. If you know what I mean, mm. they're all kind of again. Correct me if I'm wrong, Timmy or Guru. You can have a look at the team list, but I'm looking at it now, and I and I really feel like when you look at this list. A lot of these guys are Cleary generation guys to a degree. Um, I know that some of them obviously around when DCE was it, but like the bulk, well, not the bulk, but a lot of their footy, these players have played, Cleary has been the best seven in the game, or at least for like a substantial enough time where even if they're playing against Cleary, Cleary is considered the best in the game. And I think there may have been a, maybe there's a little reaction to that. I, I'm not sure. What do you reckon? Well, like when you have a look at the the last World Cup that we went to, um, 2017, and I'm not sure why Chez wasn't in that squad or I'm not sure what the context was at the time, but there's only four guys left from that World Cup. Ben Hunt, RCG, Cam Munster and Val Holmes. That's it. So it definitely is yeah, yeah. a younger squad that is definitely more in the, uh, in, in the Nathan Cleary sort of generation. And, uh, mate, it is what it is. Timing is what it is. Uh, Father Time remains undefeated. It's Nathan Cleary, Tom. Yeah, it really is. Um, it's also Buller Fox, Josh Adokar. Now, we have to talk about it. When I saw those deadly curry legs flying down there, there's, there's no more beautiful sight. There's no more beautiful sight. And I'll tell you what, there's no more faster legs in the world than deadly curry or Murray legs. I'm telling you that right now. Absolutely explosive. What about how beautiful it is? I was picturing Steve Renoff just gliding down the field as the fox just swerving. Some of the stuff he has done this World Cup has been amazing. Superstar of our game. What a star. He has the persona. He's got the he's got the swagger. He's got the ability. He's got the 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 mental toughness. He has everything you would want from a winger. Flashy, strong, fast. It's it is just smart footy player. I almost underestimated how smart he is on a footy field. Um, I ha- like it, it, it feels unfair to say this because it's such a hindsight thing. I will say in all of our defences, we did say that Josh Adokar would have, should have been in the blue side. 
But if you ever needed confirmation that the Blues needed a guy like Fox in the squad, and this is no disrespect to any other winger, we, we sing the praises of Tupo and To'o, honestly, to the, to the nth degree. You guys know that. But Josh Adokar has to be in the Blue squad next year. There is, I, If this World Cup proved anything, it's that that decision was probably the wrong thing. Am I being too hyperbolic here or what? I agree with you, but I think it's going to be very interesting come Origin next year. If Suwaliti kicks on the way we're anticipating he will, I reckon it is going to be close. Because you've got Tyo who can play left or right. I wouldn't be surprised if they move him over to get Suwaliti into the side. Brad Fittler has shown his cards. He had Suwaliti in the squad this year. He's got him in the plans. I'm worried that Josh Adokar, once again, timing, he could be very, very unlucky here. Uh, it's it's the energy though. It's the it's the the, the in camp folklore stuff that you hear about in ten to twenty years. That's what Fox brings. On top of he breaks games open with incredible finishes. And so I agree with you in the sense that there will be an argument for Tupo and Suwali'i to go because we we all understand fitless thinking. Like we all understand it, and it's reasonable thinking. The two best blokes, big blokes, to break the game open, running the ball back. Um, Toto and Tupo were, were great in origin. They really were. But what did we, like, in my opinion, and, and this is no disrespect, but as a Queenslander, like, I personally felt it, you just missed that energy. The, the, the energy just didn't seem to be there. Like, obviously, there was energy. You don't understand what I'm saying. But that special magic energy that those rogues bring. And that's what Queensland had this year. They had a bunch of rogues that just there was a bit of magic about what they were doing. And that's what Origins is all about. It's that magic. It's that rogue. It's that guy that he's a bit on the fringes. He's a bit on the edges, but he brings something a bit crazy. Joey Johns. Think of Joey Johns. And I agree with you, mate, but would it really shock anyone if Brad Fittler decides to leave that out again? Is anyone going to be surprised, realistically, I'll, knowing Freddie? I'll tell you what I can see happening. If we've got a, a slate of uh, fit players and we're picking our best team, which there's no reason why at this stage we wouldn't, your centres are going to be Latrell Mitchell and Tom Trebojevic. Yep. You've got Brian Toto on one wing, James Desco at the back. Yardage becomes irrelevant because our yardage is going to be so unbelievable between that lot. So you can afford to pick Josh Adokar there. This year when we didn't have Latrell and Tommy Turbo, maybe yardage with our centres was a little bit more of a question. If all those blokes are on deck, it's like just get the pure speed out there because we don't need yardage because good luck stopping the other 504. And I think Fox can do a lot come finals time of this World Cup. If he can show that him and Luttrell are the best left-edge combination Oof. in the world, that's going to take him a long way. Oh, seeing Luttrell and Fox link up, <laughs> it's beauty. It's beauty. You know what I, it felt like? Yeah. I felt like I was on my wedding day looking into my wife's eyes. That's what it felt like. <laughs> <laughs> Please, oh, she's please, a lucky girl. Uh, please tell me she's staring at you from the other side, shaking her head. <laughs> no, she's been staring at me this whole time, going, what the fuck are you doing? We're in Italy, and you're talking about rugby league, you piece of shit. You've been talking about rugby league all year long. But that's what I do for the people. That's what I do for is the people. Is she sipping on one um, of Italy's finest Shiraz, surely? Yes, and... She is, but her other fist is clenched. Um, so... <laughs> uh, you know, so, but, you know, that Latrell, oh, fuck. Honestly, I'd put that up there with some of the most, the best <clears throat> footy to look at that you can see. Tell me another combo that is more exciting. And as of Grantia, there's been a, a, like other combos that have been as exciting for sure. But Latrell Mitchell and the Fox, come on now. Come on now. 
doesn't get much better than that. Whitehead, really and, ba- Whitehead and Bateman. Just linking up for speckies. How good was it with Josh Adokar when, you know, and obviously throughout this World Cup it's been a theme that they're giving man of the match with about two or three minutes to go in the game. He got given man of the match and then he scored the try oh. of the game. Unbelievable. Maybe. Maybe the try of any World Cup ever. Like <laughs> crazy, Maddie Maddie Burton. Like I, I look, the stakes were higher with Greg Inglis, and what he did to Gaznia was like, wow. Like seriously, what is going on here? I don't know though. The skill set to be running out, so he's running to his loses his left, yep. and then put the ball through his legs, not over his head, but on top of that, he had to make sure it was backwards. Whereas like the Inglis one was just backwards, no matter what. And then the fox picks it up and grubbers in a small, like the area for him to land that because he, I think he, he's right-footed. So the angle for that kick is impossible. Whereas if you're left-footed, he could have angled it back inside and won the race. But if he had done that, he would have been taken out because the player inside him had the angle on him. Uh, it's amazing. Matty was- Burton. Fuck, he's good. I was on the fence in front of GI when he flicked that back at the SCG watching on. And then after the game, I saw Mark Gaznia get his kangaroo shorts off and gave it to a young fan. He was in budgie smugglers, and it was the best moment of my life. Oh, <laughs> the best yeah. night budgie of my smugglers. life. See, budgie smugglers, uh, like they bring the people together, guys. Oh. Go to budgiesmugglers.com.au and grab yourself a pair of budgie smugglers. <laughs> you're welcome, mate. Um, All right, we've got to pause because we can hear you, but you're just, you've been frozen for like 30 seconds. So. You're stuck on one of the great heads of all time. So. <laughs> oh, really? Fuck. Um, um, I'll just – can I just, like, reuse that link? Yeah, just go in and out, yeah. So Actually, just wait. Kisses. <laughs> Sorry about the rude head, boys. Is there that we right? go. That's better. <laughs> that was great. Sweet. <clears throat> oh, the beauties of okay. Zoom, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jackie Whiten, how good was he? How good was he? And it and – Talk about a headache. Talk about a headache for that centre position. Campbell Graham, I thought he was really good too. Like, I didn't think it was going to be this hard to pick the back line. I really didn't. I thought I was pretty confident in the way I would go. But I'm I'm starting, like, for example, this is Matty Burton's stats. So on debut, on debut, a try and two try assists. Like 126 metres, a line break, a line break assist. Six tackles, only one miss. So a great game in defence as well. Now we understand it's against Scotland, blah blah blah, but it, it's still, it's still, it still did it. It's on debut. Um, obviously, Campbell Graham three tries. Jackie White two tries, two assists. Like Jack White for me, it, sometimes I feel like I underestimate him. I don't know. I, I, sometimes I just feel like I, because he like is he the best six in the game? Probably not, but. Is he origin level? Yeah, he is. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a bit. But then would you go? Okay, well, is Jack White one of the best centers in the game? People would be like, oh, he wouldn't. They he wouldn't get named in it because maybe it's the Canberra thing. I don't know. But then you see him play in these positions. You saw him in game one origin, and you go, he. It's almost like it's not the specific position that he plays, but rather he is just an elite rugby league player that needs to be in squads, needs to be in sides. Because he just – he's so big, he's so strong, he's so explosive. What are your guys' thoughts on, on the back five? Like, what, where do you, what direction do you think they go? Well, personally, I think I've got Jack White locked into right centre. I think that's where I would have him. 
right wing, though, between Val Holmes and Campbell Graham. Obviously, Val's played on the left all year, but he's been there and done it on so many occasions for the Kangaroos. But, mate, I, I was really impressed with Campbell Graham the other day, and it's against Scotland. I get it. I know that. But, mate, he's been playing tremendous footy for the last few years, Campbell Graham. We've spoken about it a lot. I thought his kick returns were fantastic the other day. He's a great centre, but mate, he might be more dangerous as a winger. I, I've always thought that he would get his origin opportunity on the wing, and it wouldn't surprise me if you know they do end up going with Campbell Graham, which I think is very tough on Val Holmes. But Campbell Graham just being a right-side player, that might be enough for him. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I probably disagree in the sense I reckon they'll go with Holmes just because he's one of the best wingers actually in international footy. But I agree with you in the sense that Campbell Graham as a winger is a Bloody good, like, his carries out of his own end are fucking so hectic. Um, and he finishes really well. Uh, what do you reckon about the back line, Timmy? Yeah, uh, look, I think they'll go with Val Holmes. In fact, I'm pretty confident they will, him and Addo Carr as the wingers. But, boys, I, that was my same. That was my big take from the Australia vs Scotland game and, and getting off track a little bit from the international scene. But South Sydney, Origin, Clubland, whatever, Campbell Graham is a winger. Like, he's made to be on the wing, isn't he? And, and I... It's not something that I'd really considered up until the weekend when they played him on the wing, but he's tall, like um, crossfield kicks, he's bomb diffusals, he's safe as houses, he's got a phenomenal defensive read, whether he's at centre or on the wing. He's brilliant for yardage. And when I mentioned earlier that I was getting to when wing players can be more effective on the wing than centre with Suwali'i, Campbell Graham, like, is he a better winger? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really interesting <clears throat> argument. You know, it's an argument where they're like, is the reason, like put it this way, if South Sydney's back line was more stacked, would they put him on the wing? Or do they put him at centre because they can't afford to have an inexperienced defensive centre, mm. you know, making the wrong reads? But it's it's a fair argument because when you look at his carries, you look at his body shape, all that kind of stuff, you go, maybe this bloke was made to play wing. Um, I, yeah, so I thought he was really good. Harry Grant, honestly, yeah. <laughs> He is just something else. Like, if his body holds up and he keeps playing like this, he you can't defend him. You can't defend him. He He's just – his work around the ruck is so hard to – the space that he creates for his outside men by getting out – like, it's not just like there's – a, there's a big difference between, you know, getting out 10 metres, 5 metres, 2 metres, 1 metres. But when you constantly mix it up, like one time, you know, one set, he might just get out 2 metres. The next set, he'll get out 3 metres. The next set, he goes for a full dart. When you do that, it is impossible to defend because you don't know whether it's going to be just a quick get out and then just get, get rid of the ball or whether it's going to be a full dummy half dart. And so you've got to you've got to stay honest. But then all of a sudden, because you've got Harry Grant keeping you honest in the middle, you can't slide out to the edges. And there's these massive gaps out in the edges. So I thought he was fantastic. Um, Liam Martin, I thought, had a really good game as well. Uh, Benny Hunt came on and played well. Uh, so, yeah, all in all, I thought really, really good performance by the um, Kangaroos. Um, and, yeah, like, you know, we've spoken a little bit about the, the Scottish side, but, you know, just a tough night, really. Like, what, what else could you expect? What else could you expect? Um, oh, I, I, I thought from Scotland, I sorry? thought their fullback was very good, Alex Walker. Uh, in a night where they got absolutely played off the park, I thought he, he 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 came up with a couple of plays that, you know, saved tries and it didn't make a huge difference. But I, I thought he came up with some really good reads at fullback, um, collecting kicks and whatnot. I, I thought he was probably their best on ground. Yeah, I, I will say... Um, just in regards to Australia, just quickly, 
the kid, like we all know they've got superstars and I still think their their squad is a tick above everyone else standard wise just a tick but I think the one thing that the Australian side has shown more and better than any other team currently and maybe it's my Aussie bias coming through it's their ruthlessness mm. they are more ruthless than any team currently they only had <clears throat> two play the balls in their 20 and guess when it was when Valentine Holmes dropped the ball off a kickoff after scoring a try that is arguably one of the most ruthless games of rugby league anyone will ever watch it was the, it was the 70th minute and they were sh- like shooting up the line and jamming Scotland and so i just haven't seen that type of ruthlessness from any other squad currently um and that's that. If if there's one indication that these guys might be just on a whole other level, it might be the ruthlessness that Australia is showing right now. Now, obviously, it's a long tournament, and we get all that more information. They come out next week and they play like bastards. We go, okay, well that that ruthlessness is now to question. But right now, fucking hell. As can be said, I thought it was really evident in their defense, but even just in the scoreline, it was forty nil at half time. They won the second half forty four nil. It's very rare you see teams winning by so much at halftime and then somehow take it to another level in the second half. They normally pull off a little bit, get a couple of errors, just start throwing the ball around willy-nilly. They got better. Yeah, yeah. And that's and again, it's just that ruthlessness. How, how often, as you said, like how often do we see teams come out and tail a team up and then bloody just pack her in? Yeah. And we're talking about high, you know, top-tier NRL teams. So it's not just like – so, um, yeah, any more thoughts on Australia versus Scotland, boys? Timmy? Um, pretty well covered all the main points for me, mate. They, it was, yeah, Cam Grahams, Fox, Cleary. I, I think we've got it covered, boys. The, the, the one start I will point out, and it is interesting reading through through the stats in these lopsided games, the Kangaroos, 2,300 metres to 673. Oh, That's a tough night. That's a tough night at the office. And that's why earlier we are talking about giving these folks credit. Like, that is a tough night at oh. the office. Like, if you thought you had a bad day at work, Try be Scotland. Yeah. And, and for those that weren't up early to watch it, the Kangaroos kicked off. The ball was going to go dead if they left it or if they caught it one foot out. The poor Scottish <coughs> bloke caught it, then put his foot over the dead ball like oh. a poor bastard. It couldn't have started worse for them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, as I said like earlier, like you've got to respect the man in the arena. Very easy to put shit on a bloke that gets towed up. You have to re- – this is, this is rocky. But, I mean, this is Tyson versus bloody – me, literally. <laughs> Matter of fact, actually, it's actually you know what? It's better than that because I'm worse. I'd be worse. But um, so yeah, respect to the Scotty boys. I really like what you and Aiken, Lynette played a bit of uh, first grade. That's like seri- like the squad, and this is no disrespect. It's it's not even a Q Cup squad. Like it it really isn't. Um, you know, maybe a few of them could could play Q Cup for sure, uh, but it, it probably isn't. Um, and and it's. <laughs> You know, maybe if they got into systems, they could become a Q Cup side. But because they haven't played together, obviously, it's it's um, not going to be standard uh, that high. Anyway, uh, now let's get on to Fiji versus Italy. I tell you what, Fiji for me, they're they're like put it this way. Let's if you if you took Australia and New Zealand out of this comp, and you kept even England in, even though I think England does, uh, uh, they're probably their third. They're third right now in regards to who I think are the best sides. Fiji is a, the next like a dark horse for me. Like I, I really like what they're doing. I, I think that they they haven't been um, there hasn't been enough hype around them. Like you know, I, I I think that 
if they played Samoa or Tonga, I think it would be a pretty bloody good game. I, I think Fiji deserve a massive, massive rap, and they're going about their business quietly. You know, like they're not they're, like this is sixty to four, guys. This is a this is if, if Australia beat Italy sixty to four, we'd be going, yeah, good win, good win. Um, sixty to four, and they they were completely dominant the whole game. Now, who, I who are they going to get? Was, um, who are they going to get in first week of knockout? Do we know? Do we know where they're uh, going to land or not? I don't know, but if they we'll land that Samoa or Tonga. Mm. It could be huge. Game it could on. be huge. Um, yeah, I'll have to... Uh, Maddie. could you try to look up the, the brackets and how yeah, they could yeah, work? Yeah, I'll have a look now. Because, like, you look at their site, okay? Taruva, he's an NRL player. Like, I understand he's a rookie. He's an NRL player, and he's been fucking outstanding, this thing. Then you've got Karua uh, Levu. Um, I'm not sure who he, what, who's, what system he's with. But then you've got Nangama, Semi Valame, Sivo, Coruscant, Wakeman, Vuniyayawa, Sorry, apologies if I'm getting this wrong. Uh, Penoni Tagamatu, Kamika, Kamitha, Wong, who was a, a super young gun of the Roosters, kick out in Corbin Sims. Like, that's a fair sight. That's a fair sight. Um, hasn't Happy Coruscant been just showed his class? Like, I understand he had a couple of errors or whatever, but he is so silky through the middle. So, so silky. Uh, kick out just proved like. <laughs> When you're that much of a beast, like it just you just can't be stopped. Like when you're playing guys that are obviously part time, but I want to go like um, <laughs> Sue. I apologize if I'm getting it wrong. Sue Wong. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 180 meters, three tackle breaks, 92 post contact, 21 tackles, zero misses. And like... That's in, like, he's a rookie. This guy's a rookie. And I know it's against Italy, but when you look at the the stats, of, he's got the most meters of any forward in their team. And so, that's it, actually, he's got this, oh, so the third most meters of any player in the whole team and the most meters of any forward on the field. We're talking about a young teenage rookie at the Roosters. I think it's it's time to start taking a bit of notice of this Wong fella and being like, oh, we might be onto something here. Now, obviously, crazy long way to go. Hasn't played in a row yet, to my understanding. Um, any thoughts on the game, boys? Hold up. The Guru is ready hold. to go. Uh, it looks like Fiji are going to play in New Zealand. Oh. Yeah. That sucks. Really I mean, I mean, like they have a chance, but it would have been great if they could have landed a Samoa or Tonga. The disrespect, Guru. Wong's, Wong's your boy. <laughs> Can be stolen him from has, I can't believe yeah. it. He's oh, no. no speak to me, Guru. Apologies, Guru. Speak to me. No, no, but he's, uh, yeah, he hasn't made his debut yet, mate, but he's definitely one to watch at the Chooks next year. Uh, he, he was their SG ball captain this year. Uh, he played a bit of reserve grade at the end of the season for the Bears, and he absolutely killed it. He was their best player in the team straight away, and that was the first time he's ever played against men. So I, he's my tip for probably uh, Rookie of the Year next year. If he can just get a spot in that Rooster side, I think he's going to explode there, and he can sort of he can play any position. Um, you know, he, he's one of those guys. Like even if you go and have a look at his stats last week, 
That's that's the first time he's ever played first class rugby league. It was against the fucking Kangaroos. And like yeah. he came up with a couple of missed tackles here and there, but he, he still ran for a hundred plus meters. He was he was solid. So I, I, the Roosters they they know they've got a special one in Wong. They've they've had him for a few years now, uh, and yeah, I reckon he'll he'll go real good next year for the Chooks. Yeah, he was impressive. He was really impressive. Um, I also thought uh, the number fourteen uh, was really good. Two tries, one hundred sixty eight meters. When I watch these world, another part of this World Cup that I love is that you watch it and you go far out. There's so many players that. If they just got in a system here or there and, and, mm. and responded to that system the right way, they absolutely have the ability to play first grade. Like uh, we talked about, for example, um, last week, is it Panny or pa- Puppy? Uh, yeah, Puppy. Yeah, Puppy. Yeah, Puppy. And like you're telling me that if, if let's say he did a couple of preseasons <laughs> with an NRL squad, he fully committed to it and he responded to it the right way, you're telling me that bloke couldn't play NRL? Come on. Well, just on him, and I know we'll get to him soon, but very interesting. Shane Flanagan, he's on the coaching staff for P&G. If he does join Manly next year, that could be a little interesting one there. Well, so we put up a post um, basically saying who, what club could use after his game last week. And apparently he signed a, a like a three-year deal with Lee Centurions, the new, um, mm. the, new uh, the, the side that's just come into Super League. But it wouldn't be. I'd be surprised if there wasn't something in his contract saying, if an NRL comes knocking, I can, you know, give it a crack. Because if, you, like, I, I feel sorry for saying this because, like, uh, Lee Centurions. Oh, their new name, Jack. Yeah, the Lee now, Leopards now. Yeah. I think it is. I'm pretty oh, sure Lee he Leopards. got. Um, could be wrong, but uh, player of the championship. So the reserve grade to the Super League last season, playing for Lee. So like the talent. Obviously, there. So, yeah. one off. Yeah, okay. And I think Lee are yeah, actually so they... coached by Adrian Lamb, aren't they? I'm pretty sure, who's obviously a PNG legend. I'm pretty confident he is. Uh, okay. Yeah. okay, well, that, that, might, be, that yeah. might be a way to keep. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.